Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's Natalia, and welcome back to Unfiltered Fashion Talks. Today, we have the one and only Noah Mew with us today. I'm so excited to talk. How are you? I'm doing really good. How are you? I am good. Um, so if people have not, you know, seen you pop up on their For You pages on TikTok or anything, what is your your little intro? Tell us who you are. Uh, so my name is Noemi. I'm half French, half Japanese, but I'm based in London currently. I'm a fashion, I'm a sustainable fashion designer um, and I make really fun pieces and create content online. Yes, I love it. Okay, so we're gonna, you know, just go to the beginning. I kind of like want to know about your upbringing. Where did you grow up? <laughs> oh God. You I mean, like one. I get it because uh, I kind of grew up everywhere yeah, too. So I like know, I have um, that, but. <laughs> okay, really, really, do this really, really quickly. I was born okay. in Paris. Okay. Lived there for five years, moved to Japan for seven years. Then I did my middle school in Belgium for three and a half years, came back to Japan for my high school, university in Scotland, which is in the UK. And then I graduated last year and then went down to London. Um, so that's where I currently live. My university degree was business management, which is something that people don't really know. They assume I went to fashion huh. school. Yeah, I what? <laughs> Um, I basically, the summer between my second and my third year at uni, I went to Boston mm-hmm. purely because I just wanted to go. There was like, <laughs> I just visited there for one spring break and I was like, this is lovely. I, I love this place. And my university town is very small. So I sort of craved like a big city. And I was sort of hesitant about going back to Japan for the summer because it gets really, really hot. Um, so I sort of found Boston, thought I could go here. What can I do here? And I can't really work. So I just ended up taking some classes at a fashion school. It's called the School of Fashion Design, and they were offering their like basic um, construction, pattern making, sketching classes during the mm-hmm. summer. So I took that, and I really, really loved it. Um, so I've been taking some of their classes like online here and there during COVID because they've been offering it remotely. So I've been just taking it from the UK, even though everyone there is like in Boston. Right. <laughs> um, so that's a bit about my fashion education. Um, I'm actually starting classes again tomorrow, which is super exciting. Um, I really miss sort of learning fashion design and sort of learning skill, new skills and techniques and sort of having really great teachers to support me. So I really have only done like, a little bit less than a year total of like fashion school classes that's crazy is, yeah not not a lot but I've I've had a lot of time in between the classes to mm-hmm. really develop my own skills which I think is why like I produce quite a lot of things and it seems like I've done fashion for a really long time right but for the most part of it it's just been like a hobby of mine and I started sewing in high school I just sort of wanted to I was always really crafty and I wanted to make my prom dress Mm-hmm. And so it took me like two years to make a prom dress. I look back at the photos. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> that. Hey, I went through I, that too. <laughs> I literally got to the venue and had to go to the bathroom and like mend my top because it was like falling off of me. Oh, like no. I'm so surprised. I didn't actually like accidentally get naked in front of people. Oh my gosh. Um, but I look back and it's fun, you know, and I, and I had a right. lot of fun. And but after I went to fashion school for a summer, I thought this is something that I would really like to do as my job and as a career. Um, so now I'm trying it out. That is so interesting. I didn't know that you didn't go to like fashion school right away. Yeah. What was your like initial plan going into college then? Like, what did you think you wanted to do? 
I knew that I wanted to do something related to fashion, mm-hmm. but sewing was more of like a hobby back then. And gotcha. it was fun, but it wasn't like, this is what, what I wanted to do the rest of my life just yet. And mm-hmm. I also knew that if I just like entered fashion school right away, but like it's really competitive, it's really like intense. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure if I could survive that environment. And I thought if I just went into business, then I could later go into fashion with a business background. But if I went to fashion, I would have a less, a little bit less of options of like going to different industries and doing different careers. So I right. just thought like doing a general thing and later narrowing down would be like a smart way to do things. I'm quite happy I did that just because I got to do a lot of fashion at university. There were fashion mm-hmm. shows and I did costumes for theater shows and musicals and things like that. And I had so many opportunities um, to do that while also studying a degree that was really, really helpful for me. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I would have like never thought that you did that. <laughs> I also probably like, the, reg- the regrets a little bit. I would have loved to have gone. I mean, yeah, the full time. I like I especially after like taking classes at the school. I I love it so much. So I'm sure I would have done incredible if I'd gone. But right, I'm just sort of here now. So I'm just sort of trying to make the best out of out of what I can. Yeah, no, I think it's good because honestly, fashion school, like you said, is very competitive. It's a very high stress environment you know yeah not yeah, for yeah. everybody um so maybe it's probably better that you didn't go and obviously like you're still learning all the same things and like you have all the same skills like I feel like that's something people don't realize is that you don't have to go to some big fashion school to get all those same skills and stuff and like you can even learn on your own too like it's not that difficult to try to figure it out especially online with everything being online you right can find so many courses for a lot cheaper as well yeah. Um, and I got like sort of my university experience so it's not like I really missed out on that right side. um but yeah I, I I always suggest people to take like a few beginners classes in terms of construction and pattern making because I find those really helpful to get the basics yeah down. for sure but afterwards like what you choose to do with those skills you can really sort of go anywhere yeah no that's very true so when did you start kind of like documenting things on TikTok it was about it was about two years ago. Okay. Um, it just sort of I downloaded TikTok like we all did at one yep. point, <laughs> bored out of my mind. Can't yep. remember what you know what day it was. And then I remember seeing ads for TikTok on like Snapchat, and they were just like satisfying videos and whatnot. And I got on the app and I realized there were people who were doing sewing videos and fashion design stuff. And I was like, I do the exact same thing. The only right. difference I'm not recording any of it. Um, and I remember, do you know Gary V? Yes. He's like an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. He, in one of his books, talked about how cool it would have been if we could see like Baron Wang make her first wedding dress. And I was mm-hmm. like, when I look back, you know, 5, 10, 20 years time, and I can have all of the like, documentation of me making my first collection, my second collection, my third right. collection, my first clients, that would be so, so cool. So it was for me, it was more like sort of capturing all those moments and leaving them on the internet for myself to find later on. And also mm-hmm. just to like connect with people and find um, right. different people who were interested in that kind of stuff. And yeah, I think I started posting around like December of 2019. It must have been like January of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and slowly but surely, um, that plot, like sort of my platform, I think, grew. Yeah, it's grown quite a lot. You have like, it's recently as well. ish right? Yeah, that's and crazy. I just started a YouTube channel, so I'm sort of hoping to yes, that goes. Yes, I saw that. That's exciting. <laughs> I you. love um, YouTube, and I always tell everybody they need to start a YouTube channel. Also, just, like, for yourself. Like, like you said, I've had my YouTube channel since, like, middle school, 
not because I wanted to be some famous YouTuber, just because I literally love editing and love looking back at my own like videos in progress, even though it's super cringy. <laughs> After like a year, I'll look back on something like that was disgusting. I know. Same with TikTok stuff. Like, <laughs> right. <why? laughs> let's delete that like once in a while like go to my own page and right stuff. And i'm like this is so okay no i've done that too on my tiktok like the first few tiktoks are so cringy before i realized how tiktok works i was like oh no 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 it's a tough platform to get into i think the yeah there is not easy no mm. it, it is it's a weird one <laughs> what was your like first like viral video or like first few videos that like gained you the audience Okay, I don't think I've ever said this publicly. Oh but no! Basically, <laughs> I faked it. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, <laughs> clicked on and off my video five hundred times, and stop. Because <laughs> I was getting really frustrated because I was creating all these videos, and I was like, oh, like I'm not like no one's seeing them again. Like very right. views, and so like my friend went on and off and clicked on it five hundred times, and it gained like maybe like 10,000 20,000 views and that just like that's boosted so all of my other videos and other people saw my videos and that sort of like then I grew organically oh <laughs> my gosh I basically bought my first <laughs> but it's I think it's back then when like the algorithm was a lot easier to yeah play around with and I think if right now if you did that it wouldn't work it wouldn't work the same um Sad. But yeah <laughs> fake that is so funny Oh my, I would have not thought of that. We love a supportive friend. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That is hilarious. Oh my gosh. And, and, and it works. Um, I mean, yeah. So that's, uh, I think that was my first viral, my first like viral viral, like millions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pinned on my account. It's a video of me like watching my own teeth run, walk down a runway. So it's my very first That's such a cute video. Um, and I don't know who took it because it was, it was like a friend of a friend who was like, hey, I think that's your friend. Like I took like, got a Aww. video for when I was like filming the thing and like, I'm just like in awe and watching the piece. And I think that's sort of emotion translated to a lot of people, not just like being happy that you have something that's, you know, right. walking down the wrong way, but just like the feeling of being proud of yourself. And yes, I think I posted it during like the very first lockdown in like May. Mm-hmm. And so people were really craving like positivity and something warm to look at. And I think that's exactly what it was. That was when sort of things also like grew quite quickly. Yeah. People sort of found my account. And um, that's so yeah. cool. I love that little video. I think it's so cute. And I feel like it really it, does like encompass like the way you feel when you do see like even just like somebody else in your clothes, not even like down a runway or whatever, just like somebody that's not you in your clothes. <laughs> You're like, or even like seeing a piece you made for the first time like sort of put together yes and you're like oh my god look it's finally worked out especially when you've been yes. working on it for so long yeah um, the like success moment is is so special which is why it I also is. like love filming things because sometimes I'll get glimpses of like I'll sort of not realize that I'm recording or sort of put something off the first time be like oh like it's so nice right. and like those moments are so so precious um because when you sort of forget why you're doing it or you sort of lose the drive a little bit mm-hmm. um it's nice to have it recorded to remind yourself of why you're doing it and the joy that it brings you when it succeeds right because it doesn't always <laughs> succeed right away. no not always <laughs> no that's funny but yeah no I love that you do that because I always forget like I record everything but I don't think I've ever recorded me like trying something on for the first time or like finishing something and like getting that reaction and I love seeing that you do that I'm like why don't I do that what the heck you should you should I don't I always do it but sometimes 
I'll like set up my camera in my living room. I'll go get changed in my bedroom. I right. won't like look at myself in the mirror yet <laughs> so to make sure that I come up and get like the first reaction. Right. And sometimes they're really underwhelming. So I'll yeah. come it and be like, oh, it's a bit ugly. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Sometimes I haven't done a compilation in a while. I'm like, mm, it's just because like, I didn't give myself a good enough reaction, which just means that they were organic. But yes. Um, I try to get as many as I can. They don't always work. No, they really don't. I probably have very few that I'm like instantly like, oh my gosh. I'm usually like, oh, I need to fix that. That looks bad. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, oof. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my gosh. No, that is so funny. Um, so, so you've grown a lot on TikTok, obviously. Um, how has that like changed your like, path that you were on like career path or like has that changed like what you want to do with your life you know all the things yeah I definitely want to do more content creation and if one day it's one of the reasons why I'm moving towards YouTube it's like I would love mm-hmm. to get paid for it yes. and just spending a lot of time editing and a lot of time filming um I do really want that to translate to something that's more of a job which means I can put mm-hmm. more effort like right now I'm doing everything on my iPhone I would love to be able to buy like a proper camera and like right sort of maybe even like hire an editor who can like edit things really really nicely and create like really mm-hmm. high quality videos um but that is more of like a f- sort of future maybe like right. this year maybe next year kind of goal um but I really do want it to be like at least 20 percent part of what I do full-time yeah um, it's a dream yeah and no get, like, I think you, yeah no you definitely should. you have the following to get I think it's like difficult for us who are like fashion designers who like will get like a decent audience or whatever on whatever platform but it doesn't translate to like sponsorships and stuff because it's like really yeah. weird niche content like brands that sponsor like singer isn't going to just be like let me sponsor you like juki isn't going to be like let me pay you to like advertise for me I would so love like, to. right so juki it's like you're out there <laughs> i know that would be a dream <laughs> sponsorship are you kidding me oh my god um but it kind of no, sucks no, I, I feel like there's so many creators like that that have like so many followers but it's like that doesn't mean they're making money off of it unfortunately because like you know it's just difficult also I think the kind of followers that we have is so niche that their attention is really really valuable so like yeah you know, I'm sure you also get loads of emails of like you know do you want to try your protein shake or oh my god not the me? protein shakes <laughs> not the protein I got one for like vape pens and I'm like do you and the worst is they always send their emails with hi we like, right. found your account recently we love the content you create yes you a great match I'm like have you seen my content okay I get a lot of like fast fashion brands as well yes, and I'm like, me too I'm like you've never seen my content that's for sure I make dress little curtains like I'm not gonna sell I'm not gonna literally sell fast fashion stuff um it's so funny but yeah it's it's tough I think what would be perfect for me is people like Netflix or Amazon Prime you know yes I I have DM'd Netflix the Bridgerton page as you should like as, as you I should I <laughs> Because I made, exactly a year ago, I made, like, a top inspired by Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the costume. So, it was, like, right. Empire Way, sort of a bit of a square neck line, a puffy sleeve, all the good yeah. stuff. And, like, they both, the video got, like, a million views on TikTok and on Instagram. So, I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I could do something similar. Like, I can't promise the views, but I could do something right. similar if you want to, like, sponsor posts. Um, sort of promoting shows that have, like, really fun costumes that I enjoy yeah. watching, that I enjoy recreating is something that would be a dream um but I think it's it's hard because it's 
not generic at all right it's really hard to get in there um but yeah yeah Netflix if you're out there seriously <laughs> you know that would email. be that would be so freaking cool I wish hopefully Netflix is watching I, I don't think Netflix hopefully. is part of my audience but like maybe you never know you never know you, <laughs> you never, know. never know and it's all about I really think it's all about like putting yourself out there because like someone yeah. whose parent works on Netflix might be watching this and go, it's so hey, true that a mom this could be cool it's like the Harry Potter yeah. books you know the editor's children like read it and was like right loved it so yeah no it's so it's, true you never know if Harry Potter could happen in this situation that would be yeah really <laughs> that would be really great the day it does happen we're just gonna look back on this clip and be like see they were watching we're they were so watching for you <laughs> yeah that is so funny oh, um yeah okay so let's talk about like where you get your inspo from how you keep yourself motivated because oh you know living by yourself is rough like I get it yep yeah <laughs> it's like you know how how do you stay motivated and like get inspiration and all of that um how I stay motivated I don't I think me <laughs> people watch my <laughs> people watch my videos <laughs> safe <laughs> I'm dead <laughs> you know what's really funny when you posted a video I think it was one of those like how I'm doing lately and you were talking about like missing your parents and everything and yeah. I <laughs> watched the video and like girl me too <laughs> everything you listen and I was like I feel like we're living the same life literally it's so funny <laughs> because like I grew up sort of everywhere as well like I right. my parents live in Japan and like my mom was meant to come to the UK for Christmas and she ended up canceling her plans through COVID. I haven't seen my mom in a year. That's so sad. <laughs> she's oh. like the longest it's ever been. Yeah. Like, anyways, um, sorry. <laughs> no, that's so funny. <laughs> um, how I stay motivated, um, I was saying, I don't. I think people see my like, what I made every day, what I made today kind of videos. And they're like, mm. how are you working all the time? Right. And first of all, you get like 30 second snippets of my life and I'm just smiling yeah. and showing what I did. And some things look like they take a long time, but they don't right. like I'll hem a dress in 10 minutes. And people yeah. think it's really impressive that I worked five hours for it. Um, <laughs> yeah. so it's really all in like the perception of it. Um, you know, I've recently been trying to incorporate the four day work week just because mm -hmm. towards the end of like the week, I'm just so exhausted because yeah. I'm working myself like way too much. Um, so I've been trying to like take a break sort of halfway through, like go to a museum, sort of go outside, go on really long walks. Um, and the motivation comes when it comes and it leaves when it leaves. And yeah. I try to do easy things when I'm not motivated. So I'll put on a podcast and do like cut out like a bajillion bucket hats that I'm planning to sell later or sort of make a top that I've made a million times. That I know it's going to look well, it's going to fit well. And I don't have to think about like how yeah. I'm going to make it work. And when I'm feeling really, really inspired, then I'll like try new things and sort of drape and sort of, yeah, explore different different ways to be more creative. But I just sort of go with the flow and whatever my body, my brain is saying that I need to do, I'll do it. Um, mm -hmm. But there's just like no point forcing yourself to be creative when you're not feeling creative. And there's no point forcing yourself to work when you don't feel motivated. And I think the more you listen to your body, the more you see how helpful it is. 
mm-hmm. um, for example, and I think vlogging has helped me so, so much because yes, it has. I can see <laughs> what I say during the day and I'm like, I'm going to do this and this and that and this and I'll get like one thing done and be like, oh, I wonder why like I feel so shitty about myself. And it's because I'm setting such high expectations. And then mm-hmm. when I don't do like 20 hours worth of work in three hours, I'm like, oh, I suck. Right. <laughs> it's <just> so ridiculous. <laughs> Same. Um, so that's like that sort of speaking to a camera and like talking about what I plan to do and during my day and sort of seeing how I actually work and how much time I'm working has been really helpful in identifying where I'm understanding my days wrong and where I'm calculating the time wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but sort of usually when I'm taking a day off or a morning off, like later in the day, I have so much more energy. Like I'll take a two hour nap and feel so much more energized and then work another three hours. Right. So I, I look at my day and I go, I can work nine to five if I want to, but I can also work like 11 to seven or work like a lot one day and take the next day off. And just sort of like listening to my body has been the best way to keep myself motivated and to keep sort of like things running. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very lucky that I get to work from home, that I get to work for myself. So if I can listen to my body, the more, the more I can listen to my body, um, the more efficiently I can do things and hopefully the less stress I put on myself. Yes. Um, no, I feel so the same way. <laughs> I think it's tricky. It's really yes. not easy. Yeah. But I think you bring up a good point of like vlogging weirdly helps so much. I think that if I didn't vlog everything I did, I would not be as productive as I am at all. Because it's like, yeah. I feel like vlogging kind of keeps you accountable in a weird way. Even though you don't have to upload the vlog, nobody has to see that you said anything. But it's like, I feel like delete I delete all the clips. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I could just delete all this and never post it. But it's like, because people are kind of expecting that of me, it like keeps me accountable. Like, I don't know how people that are like self employed doing their own thing who aren't vlogging keep themselves accountable. <laughs> Cause I feel like it's like my audience that keeps me accountable. Cause I'm like, I know they want to see what I'm doing. I know that they're like expecting certain things from me. So it's like, weirdly therapeutic also because like if you live by yourself you're probably not even talking half the day <laughs> like I spend so many yeah. days just like do I even talk <laughs> like did I talk today but if I'm vlogging it's like it makes me feel like I've talked to somebody <laughs> which like maybe is like weirdly depressing to be like oh yeah talking to myself makes me feel like I'm talking to someone but it just like helps for whatever weird reason you know yes I mean and also gets like get, get your thoughts out of your head yes and like a nice flowing way a bit more like a conversation than if you're just talking to yourself in your head and yes. I've always found that that helps I I tend to go like when I feel like I need to talk a bit more I'll just go live and sort of again like I'm talking to myself and right commenting stuff but it is helpful and I can just sort of get sentences out sometimes I'll go days without speaking and I'll open my mouth and just like <laughs> words will fall out yes and I'm like I've lost my English this is it <laughs> no I feel that there's days where I, I like start vlogging and then I'm like what did I just say like those were not words that was not English that was not Spanish I don't know what that was <laughs> like the future editing you that's a cursing at you literally you I'm like editing it. I'm like replaying certain clips and I'm like what did I try to say <laughs> like what uh, we're, we're trying so hard we're doing so hard. we're doing really well yeah, yeah, we're doing we're doing great. <laughs> we're doing great despite our circumstances. Um, but to answer your yes. question about inspiration, yes, um, I don't have anything specific that I turn to when I lack inspiration. Like I don't have mm-hmm. like a specific book or a movie. Yeah, 
Um, but since I work with a lot of secondhand materials like curtains, I do have mm-hmm. like a stash of curtains that I've bought here and there. Mm-hmm. And my design ideas usually comes from like the patterns in the curtains and the textures, textures and things like that. So it's usually just inspired by the actual fabrics that I buy. And that's what right. I love about buying secondhand is that you're, it's not just like a plain white piece of cotton. You have right. like beautiful embroidered things and you've got like checkers and gingham and just really, really fun things that people have had in their homes for a really long time or not. Right. And um, that's sort of where I'll, I'll go back to go like, okay, like this really piece, cool pattern can make like a really cool pair of trousers or a skirt or a dress. Um, right yeah I find that so interesting I feel like everybody I've talked to about inspiration has kind of said the same thing of like look at fabrics and then like think about what it could be and like I'm the same way but I feel like all throughout like school like fashion school you were taught to like make mood boards and like look at buildings and get inspired and I just was never that kid I could never look at something and be like yes pants like just not the way my brain works so I've always thought I'm like the weird one for like being inspired by fabrics and then thinking of something but everybody I've talked to has kind of said the same thing and I'm like I'm so glad this is a universal experience (laughs) the mood board thing I really relate to I took Mm -hmm. I like an online short course um Mm -hmm. back in 2020 so I took one like based in the UK because I wanted to treat myself it was like during lockdown and everything Mm -hmm. And I took like an experimental fashion design class. And I remember that it just never clicked in me. So we had to go out and take photos of the nature and like collage it and cut it apart and put it together. And I like, and at the end of it, the teacher who never learned to pronounce my name, the teacher (laughs) was like, was like, I think you're like missing a step. Like you need to go one step further. I'm like, I know, I just don't like this. Like I I don't, I will, I've never woken up and gone. I don't know what to make today because I always have a million ideas of what I want to yes. do because I have like fabrics in my flat and I know the things that I like to create um which is why I love the school that I take class at because it's very practical it's like here's how you make a pattern of this here's how you make a dress here's how you construct it here's how to sketch things right. and it never forced like creativity onto you mm-hmm. um and I think a lot of us who do like fashion design and content creation on TikTok and stuff like we never lack creativity in terms of what we right like I see you guys making things you know every single day and I'm like oh I would have never thought of that and it's it's so exciting um but I never think you should force your creativity from like random things in the street or your neighbor's tree yeah yeah no I think it's that was like one of the things that was really hard for me in school was like you're obviously forced to create when you you know have projects due and things and it's like sometimes you're just so uninspired and for like a while I was like am I just like a bad designer because I cannot come up with things on the spot like there's so many people in my classes that could just like so easily be like given a concept and come up with something and I was like I did not get that from that like what is going on but I feel like now that I'm not in school and I don't have like like I'm obviously have a reason I need to create because I need to make money but I'm like it's not like (laughs) forced like you need to make something out of this specifically or whatever like I feel like I'm so much more creative like my mind just like runs free so much more than when it was like forced in a way so yeah. and you can tell nice. that you have a very specific style and they you have your own idea and I think that like yes. shows through when you're only focusing on yourself yes and as much as fashion school is really important to develop that style right. I think when you only do your own work you can really tell the kind of things that you like and like that's that's your unique selling point so there's no reason why you should be creating anything else and what you want to create exactly yeah I feel like that's also one of the things I feel like I don't know fashion school so focused on like these like crazy avant-garde things which is like really cool and it's like art and I love that 
I'm just not one of those people that creates that type of stuff. So I feel like I'm not like trashing fashion school. No, no, no. <laughs> but I think, I think it's, it's the, yeah, it's people that like it and people who we yeah. all function differently and we all like things from fashion school. Like exactly. Like I just feel like it. It made me realize a lot of things. But it wasn't like in a bad way. It's just like there's so many different types of designers out there and there's not like one specific mold. But sometimes school tries to put you in one specific mold in a sense because they want you all to be like insanely unique and creative. But like somebody needs to be the commercial type of designer too, like make wearable normal pieces that an average person wants to wear. And like, that's okay. They just like don't tell you that as much usually. Yeah, absolutely. But that's what we like, you know? I like basic pieces with a little little and something they're, and they're lovely they're so so great they're so beautiful right. thank you and like people wear them <laughs> like you know that's the thing I'm like I want people to wear my pieces and if they're super crazy nobody's gonna wear it or at least not wear it like as often or whatever mm. so you know it's not like a yeah. bad thing but I feel like it took me a while to get to that thought process like oh it's not a bad thing you yeah, know? yeah yeah but I think if anything the, found, the fact that you found like exactly what you want to do within fashion design I think it's really impressive yeah instead of like following the traditional line you just went like this is what I want to create this is what I want to sell I'm going to sell it people love it I'm going to keep doing it and I think that's like a lot more resilient than just like blindly following a path that's been given to you yeah I mean yeah it was kind of the pandemic's fault that I did all this but like you know what I'm not mad about it (laughs) I don't know about you guys but my skin gets so dry out here in the midwest winter for real though the cold here is no joke Luckily, we've got way to keep us hydrated. Turn your shower into a self-care moment with the gentle skin-softening Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser. It balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue while gently cleansing and nourishing at the same time with a luxurious lather. It has skin-softening oils in a hydrating blend with high-quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil. And post-shower, keep your skin feeling satin smooth with Way Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most with hydration that lasts and prevents dryness. It's made with high quality nourishing ingredients like squalane, coconut oil, kupuwasu butter, and coconut oil. Experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser, your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V. Are you ever planning on starting like a brand or like selling actual pieces or what's So I do take client, clients actually. Right, um, I know that. I haven't really publicized it. I've just sort of like agreed to things here and yes. there and things yeah, yeah. that I find very creative. Um, This is going to sound silly. But I don't think I'm there yet. I still want to experiment no, that's fair. with the pieces that I want to make. I like I'm taking classes this semester, um, and I think a little bit differently to you. I want to focus instead of like making a lot of pieces of, of a similar mm-hmm. designs. I want to focus specifically on like one piece per client that's like really fun and creative. Mm-hmm. So my dream is to make like concert outfits or pieces for music videos, so and, like, cool. red carpets, and things that are yeah. creative, things that are made of like plastic and you yeah. get hot glue gun, and it's like pieces that are made out of like how did you see my um Met Gala challenge dress yes yes so I made this dress for the Met Gala challenge which mm-hmm. got featured on like Teen Vogue and you know that Instagram bought my bought the rights to my photos 
That is so cool. I know. Oh my <laughs> gosh. My one cool fact. So um, cool. They, out, they were like, can we buy the rights? And I was like, what do you mean? And they used it in an ad, um, which was like, like incredible. That's insane. Um, but that dress was made out of like plastic, like um, movers plastic that you like mm-hmm. wrap around your furniture right. that my neighbors had used. And then they like chucked it in like the communal garbage. Mm-hmm. And they got like rejected by the garbage people because they had like bought it on the wrong day. So I like took it home with me and I was like, I can make something out of it. Um, and I'm making like a dress out of it, like hand sewed everything. And it was so much fun. And it's those kind mm-hmm. of like creative projects with like, a fun prompts but very broad and you can do like any of your interpretations and you can right. make something that, like that's never been seen before no one would go and like see and go oh I'd wear that right but that's what I like um about those kind of fun projects and sort of I love online challenges like that and um, so that's sort of my goal but I also am aware that there's a lot of skills that I've yet to learn yeah. and also like like you said I need to make money so um unfortunately I do <laughs> I'm trying to do a find a good balance between like continuing to learn through fashion school and Mm -hmm. expanding my own voice as a designer through like um fashion shows and making collections and things like that to to showcase to future clients like this is the kind of work that I do and at the same time not taking like all the clients in the world just to make like a minimum amount of money because I know that I have a lot of work to like improvement to do right now especially because I just graduated from university from like business school right you know last year I still have so much growing and learning to do in terms of my designs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was sort of, that would be the dream. That's really cool. And I think you bring up a good point because I feel like sometimes I feel like I rushed into it a little too much or not that I rushed into it, but it just grew a lot faster than I was expecting it to grow like really, really fast. Um, and yeah, like, I don't feel like I have all the skill sets in the world to be doing what I'm doing, <laughs> which is like really stressful sometimes, go. but like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. definitely, I've learned so much in the past, like two years almost of like doing this, but it's like, I've made so many mistakes. I'm like, I definitely don't have all the skill sets to be making all the things that I'm like making, especially to like, you know, different sizes and things, but you know, so I think it's a good thing that you're like taking that time and just like building it up a little slower because I think it is it's really hard to like slow down once you're already in it and that's been like my problem is like oh I want to keep growing but it's like I keep making all these mistakes and I need to like fix it but I don't have time to fix it because now I've made this like my primary source of income so I need to continue making things and it's like this really bad cycle of things not that I'm like you know in a bad place with anything but it's like it gets difficult sometimes it's hard it's hard it's really I yeah. really admire I really admire what you do like it's, you. It, it it looks it, I'm not saying you make it look hard but I I, I know how <laughs> it's hard, hard. It is. I know how much work it is. yeah um, I know how much work you put into it um I've always almost like been scared of like selling pieces like I have I don't blame original you original designs it's I have scary. like the the Bridgerton tops that sort of went viral that right. I love I would I would love to sell in different colors and different sizes and stuff yeah. but like I'm scared about the grading. I'm so scared yes. about getting the sizes wrong. Like, yes. And I know, you know, it's, I don't want to just like release in really, really like a small range of sizes, but I was like, right. I don't have the capacity to grade all of my patterns. And also don't have the knowledge to do that and all like the yeah. sizes available. Um, like, where am I going to put all the, like I live, I, I live in a relatively, I don't say big, but mm-hmm. spacious flat in London. Just right. I have like all my tables and everything but I still like don't have that much space at all to no. just, like buy fabric in bulk and it no. gets very expensive and I don't want to buy inventory without knowing that I have these orders and like money coming in. Yes. It's, it's so much. And I got to a point where I was going to start making some stuff to sell at some point last mm-hmm. year. 
but I was like again I think I want to focus on like making one-off pieces and really curating my designs and maybe maybe I'll be selling some stuff this year I don't know but I'm trying not to like you said sort of rush into it because I'm so scared of failing um, which yes. is not a reason not to do something but no I'm but it's like it's a fair reason when you're like making something for somebody else because you don't want to like mess up somebody's it. like size and like in a bad way either you know what I mean which is always my like biggest fear <laughs> I anytime I send something that isn't like a standard size I'm like I write a note I'm like please tell me if anything is wrong like I will not be offended I will fix absolutely everything like please let me know like i I'm like it won't offend me like please because I get just I just so sick scared about it there's no nobody teaches you how to do it even in fashion school like grading isn't something that we learn because like when you're becoming a fashion designer you're not going to be a pattern maker and nobody understands that but it's like those are two separate fields technically if you're in the industry so it's like if you're creating stuff for a brand you're not going to be the one that's like making the standard fit and measurements and things like that so it's like nobody actually knows grading <laughs> which is such a common problem for all of us <laughs> I know and I and I think that's what you said about sort of fashion schools creating a very like the kind of a fashion designer and only yes. creating for that sort of model job yes. isn't very helpful because I the grading that I learned in like level one and maybe mm-hmm. I'll learn a bit more in level two was like an industry size eight goes to industry size six to industry size ten like that yes. was it yes which is like a very very small range of sizes and I'm right. lucky enough to sort of be able to make patterns from my own size right and I'm very good at that because yes. my dress form is very close to my size and can make a bit a few changes to yeah that. me too like outside of that we've just never been learned to how to make patterns in different sizes and I know it's a bit controversial but people often say like if you're a good designer you should be able to make clothes in all different sizes and I completely agree yes but, but. <laughs> like people's definition of a good designer isn't taught in fashion school exactly and it's I think it's it's a lot of work that we have to put in to make sure that everything's inclusive but it's still a lot of work and it's it's very scary and I'm sure that you'll do well and I'm sure that I'll figure it out one day but it doesn't I hope so that. <laughs> you'll, you'll be fine you'll be fine but yeah it's it's so much learned like you go to fashion school you take classes at fashion school and you think mm-hmm. you've learned everything and then there's yes. like oh, <laughs> literally that's how I felt I was like I you know graduated <laughs> with like the two-year degree instead of doing the full bachelor's because I was like I feel like I have all the skills like I feel like I just have to like you know work on those skills but like I know all my basic skills and then I've now been learning a lot more <laughs> than I think I ever learned in school um just because there is so much that you know there's only so much school can teach you that it's such a wide topic of things that you could go through but yeah I feel like with sizing it's just there's a lack of resources as well yeah with sizing which has been my problem because it's like I kind of like decided to be like "Mm, I can do every size possible because I could just like pattern it out right no I like I've managed forward but it's like so difficult which is why I maybe don't promote it as much and I guess people kind of get a little bit upset that I don't like necessarily like push it but it's like I'm not pushing it because I don't want to get that many orders of it because I literally am not skilled enough to really be doing this but I'm like I'll do my best if somebody like asks but it's like a one person at a time kind of thing like I can't be doing it in masses yet because it's it's difficult there's no industry standard for it there's no resources for it and it's just a lot more difficult than it seems you know 
what I had learned when I was like learning about grading, I was like, how, like, I, I remember asking the teacher, like, how do you go like bigger sizes? And they're like, oh, at a certain point, you have to get somebody else to do it. Like, you have to get someone who specializes yes. in pattern grading because, like, it's a very specific thing. And yes. for some reason, it's not taught to like general fashion designers, but right. I think it's a whole, and I, I don't think it should be. I think that should be taught when you're a fashion designer, you should be able yeah. to make pieces of all sizes. Right. But they've almost like made another job for it so that general fashion designers don't have to learn it and I find that ridiculous yes um I agree but yeah I've been looking at getting like a different size dress form mm-hmm. but I just can't find one of like the style and the price that I like yes and, like, I get a much that bigger like plus size um, yeah. dress form um and so it's a bit like it's, it's, it's difficult it's not really yeah uh, I know I'm on the same page I feel like I've been trying to look for a mannequin as well and like trying to get something but either they're not really that much bigger of sizes or they're just very expensive as well. And I'm like, yeah. can't really do that right now, but that's okay. You know what? We'll I get think, there when yeah. we get there. As as we're trying. We'll, 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 yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, and we'll continue to share resources. And... Yeah, exactly. I, I just don't want this to, I, like, I just don't want this to come off as like complaining that we have to do more sizes. Like I think it's right. more of a criticism of like the fashion industry and how exactly. it's not made to make plus size clothing easily accessible to learn about exactly Um, and I think this was the most like frustrating thing about it yeah yeah I think you're right on that it's like it's just frustrating that you can't even find where to learn about it like even YouTube I have searched the internet like no other trying to figure out some standard way of grading it and it just there are zero resources for it so it is just difficult unfortunately Mm -hmm. but I feel like hopefully in the next few years it'll be more like accessible to learn about hopefully we'll see but yeah we're doing our best that's all that matters we're doing our best and yeah but I I think I agree about like not having to take like if you if you don't know how to make plus size clothing I don't think you should be taking like many orders of plus size people just because then you're just doing it for the diversity you're doing it for the title of like oh I'm doing exactly delivering lower quality products to these people that's not fair like everyone yes. deserves high quality pieces yeah and I think there's like a fine line between like being inclusive but also then providing like actively providing lower quality products to those people and that's like that's just not fair that's not inclusive literally <laughs> yeah and that's how I feel I'm like part of me almost wants to like shut that part down because I'm like I don't know if I'm providing like the same amount of quality on either side but so far it's been fine I don't get too many but it's like mm. I, I've really debated that over the past couple of months because I just don't want to do a disservice either like I'd love to be as inclusive as possible but it's like I don't want to do it in a bad way like I want to do it well mm. if I'm going to do it but I don't know we're still doing it for now I'll manage it I don't know <laughs> we'll figure it out I feel we'll like it's it hard yeah. to backtrack <laughs> when you've already like taken that step I feel like it would just sound so bad to backtrack and so many people just mm-hmm. aren't going to get it and I just don't do well with hate. I'm like the most sensitive person in the world. And I just like, just want everyone to be happy. And I just can't do it. But I don't do know. you get a lot of hate though? I find the like, you get the a little like bit. annoying comments, yeah. a little yeah, bit yeah. of hate. Um, I guess I don't really sell pieces actively. So it's- I mean, I don't get too much. It's like random here and there. Um, like sometimes on YouTube, I end up deleting mm. it half the time because I'm just like, I don't want to see this and I don't want it to be yeah. there. Um, so most people just assume I don't get any because I just delete them. 
secret but (laughs) yeah because you have to because then if like one person sees a negative comment then more people want to like you know chime in on that conversation and then it becomes this whole thing and you're like no stop it before it gets bad um one thing that scared me about youtube is that someone once like took my video and then like posted on youtube like i shorts like i Mm -hmm. took i took up mine and posted on youtube shorts and got like loads of views and i was was, like really mad about it because like what the frick and i was like (laughs) Yeah, I know. So I had to, you know, report and be like, this is my video yeah. and whatnot. And some of the comments were nice. And some of the comments were like, nope, uh-uh, don't like that. <laughs> yeah, it's so harsh for no reason. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to go to YouTube. Like, if everyone's going to be like that. Um, and obviously, if you're posting your own stuff, I think there's a difference between somebody else posting your yeah. content because they don't think you're seeing the comments. Um, right. But it is, I find that quite a lot of people on tiktok tend to be a bit nicer when it comes to like creating nice yes. things it's like showcasing what you're making yes um it's hard to sort of see someone work really hard on something go oh, that's really ugly it happens. it happens it does it does but but i think less often than it does on like facebook or like YouTube. oh my god yeah <laughs> but we'll see i'm scared yeah no it is a little scary i mean honestly i don't get that many but yeah I don't know I feel like you just have to like really remember that like it does not matter like these people don't know you they're never going to be like future customers obviously so it's like it really doesn't matter I'm like so many people like not so many but I've had like random comments here and there be like I would never buy that for that much and I was like okay Okay. and you're clearly not my like ideal customer like cool (laughs) what do you want me to say to that let me lower the price for you so you can buy it like (laughs) you know what I mean it's just like it really is so stupid but like it'll still get to me. I'll be like, oh, why wouldn't they want to buy it? But then I'm like, it's this, not everybody's why style either. Five two seven three six one five my dress. Literally, I'm like, what it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, you can't please everybody, and that's like obvious, especially with like clothing. It's like not everybody's the same style or like anything. So it's like okay. you can't please everyone, and it's fine. But sometimes it's hard to remember that <laughs> we haven't. I don't think we've talked about london fashion week or anything oh. on the podcast Wait, i feel like no, we talked about no that before deal. we started recording but like not during yeah what the Hi. heck let us know london what are the week. details um, yes oh my gosh exciting yeah, invited, but I feel like it's a bit a bit far yeah a little bit i um, wish yeah. <laughs> would be <laughs> nice um it's really really cool so i have a friend called lucy who mm-hmm. is a model and she had like a skin condition called eb Mm-hmm. She does a lot, of, a lot of modeling and raised a lot of awareness and she's really brilliant. She like modeled for my collection last year um, and she was showing at a fashion show in September for London Fashion Week and she was mm-hmm. like, you should come. So I was like, cool, I'm just going to go. I've just moved to London, see what's up. Um, and it was like the most inclusive and diverse show I've ever seen. There were Love like that. models of all different sizes, like the disabilities as well. Like you sort of see, mm-hmm. you're starting to see different skin colors and sizes, but disabilities yes. don't. And there were like right. models in wheelchairs, models wearing cane, using canes. And it was just so refreshing to see and mm-hmm. just like beautiful and wonderful. And I remember being like, I would be so honored if, you know, all these beautiful models could wear my pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually halfway through the show, we had an intermission and there was sort of like the MC was like talking about different stuff. And they went, if anyone wants to come up to the mic and sort of like introduce themselves and sort of pitch themselves, you're more than welcome to. So we were all like raising our hands and like I luckily mm-hmm. got chosen. So like went up to like <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> i was so nervous i was wearing a dress oh, I that i oh had finished making like the day of and i was like oh like 
my name is Noemi. I just moved to London. Like, you know, I'm a fashion designer. I do sustainable stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, would, would love to show in your next show and whatnot. So I sort of pitched myself there and then. Um, and then, yeah, a few, like a month ago, a month and a half ago, they put on their Instagram that they were looking for designers. So I applied, sent in my collection. Um, and yeah, it just sort of came about quite like organically. I went in something, thought it was great and wanted to apply. And now I'm, I'm involved and I'm so excited. That's um, so exciting. I think it'll be, I think it'll be really, really fun. And it, it's such a great place to make connections, to meet photographers, to meet models, to meet, you know, mm-hmm. meet different people in the industry. Um, and again, it's like, it's, I, it's the corner of the industry where people really value sustainability and inclusivity yes. and diversity. And I'm really, really happy to be able to be in London and be involved in fashion, but in a, in a way that I really want to be involved yes. um, in a way that's important to me. Um, so yeah, that's just that's so exciting it's in february 18th that's coming up soon coming up soon how far along are you on that collection (laughs) so i'm showing a collection i've already made okay okay good 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 Um, yeah so that's sort of because i already had like photos of it so that's sort of what i'm what i'll be showing um because it's never seen um a stage yet because i finished making it last year Mm -hmm. but it's never been walked on a runway before so, that's exciting and, and, we, and I really like this collection so I'm really excited for people to, to see it and yes you know actually even a few people on TikTok have been like oh I live in London I would love to come and see you and support you and I was like thank you that's so exciting and even if I could meet it's like you know I don't want you to come as my personal meet and greet but if I could even know but a it's few cool people who you know like my pieces and like yeah. my videos um and sort of interact with more people in London again yes. trying to try to get out there and not be in my flat all the time I feel you um, <laughs> I think that would that would really be wonderful so so excited and I'll get so much content out of it as well so yes I'm so excited for that content oh my gosh that's gonna be so exciting yeah and then I've got like a bunch more fashion shows later in spring um so busy very busy very busy but exciting but exciting and yes I say like as much as I'm trying really really hard not to burn myself out and to, mm-hmm. to take care of my mental health like if I'm ever going to be too busy it's going to be right now in my life and I'd rather yes. do too many things and be tired afterwards and do not a lot and then regret not doing enough right because um, when I went to the fashion show in September I remember thinking if I'd known about this I could have applied like if I'd actually googled something like sort of small designer show right. up in the fashion week I could have maybe found a way to do it and I remember thinking about it and not doing it because I was too scared and so yeah. I was just like, my pieces deserve to be in a runway and there are people yeah. that would enjoy watching it. And so, yeah, and putting myself out there in any way that I can at this point. And yeah, no, yeah, sort of that's what you got to do. Um, okay, so putting yourself out there, what are your yeah. like best tips for people that want to start putting themselves out there? Um, I think starting with content creation in general mm-hmm. um, I have found that when I sort of pitch myself to anyone you know and I say oh I do TikTok or I do like fashion design to be able to pull up like my Instagram page right away to say this is exactly what I do right is um impressive but it also means like when you have a portfolio online you can directly send it to somebody mm-hmm. um like when I sort of messaged Netflix um Virgin show I was able to link my Instagram no address and go like these are the kind of pieces that I've made or this is the kind of stuff that right. I do um so having like an online portfolio it doesn't have to be like you know a 10-page document it can just be an Instagram page or a TikTok page mm-hmm. where you showcase what you do is a really great way to sort of gain confidence and also when you meet someone you can just be like this is what I do I want you to see it 
Right. Um, I don't know. I think so much of the fashion industry's connections, like my yeah. friend Lucy, who invited me to the fashion show, was like a friend of mine who had reached out because I did fashion stuff in, um, at university. So that sort of was a, a combination of luck and also me doing stuff and her reaching out to me. Right. Um, but just like me, a lot of different people and try a lot of different things. Um, my first fashion show I did at university, the creative director of the fashion show had seen my pieces in a costume, in a play, mm-hmm. that, musical, I think it was Into the Woods. Mm-hmm. And I'd made like a bunch of those princess costumes. It was so much so fun. fun. Um, and she saw it, she was like, oh, like, she's really talented. We should maybe talk to her about what we can do in terms of um, the fashion show. So that's sort of how it came about. So just like trying different things in sort of the area that you like. It doesn't have to be exactly what you want to do, mm-hmm. but sort of making connections and just gaining experience, especially when you're at university, like just gaining experience in different areas of the things you're interested in is the best way to meet people and you know that your friend's father could be something your true you know friend's sister could know somebody that does something that you know might then lead you to something you're interested in it, it really could be anything um mm-hmm. but just like I know that the t- tips to get out there just get out there is it I mean but helpful? it's true but I, I I do think it's true you have to I think think less and just do more yes um, I think that's and, good and even if you find you try something and you hate it, then at least you know that's not what you want to do and you can move on to trying something new. Right. So that's what I would I hope that's yeah. good advice. No, I think that's good. I think sometimes people just need to hear that you need to just start, like just do. And I feel like and that's really, the simplest advice, but it's like really what you just need to do is just go for it. Yeah. And I, I think it really does come together. Like there was yeah. a point where I didn't know what I was going to do. Right. And, and it just sort of, tried a bunch of different things and liked a bunch of different things and sort of combined different sort of interests and skills and right. like that and um, and here yeah. we are and here we are crazy in our flats. yep <laughs> living the dream <laughs> i'm so happy <laughs> that's what i've always wanted to do <laughs> me too it's really great <laughs> oh my god oh, oh my god <laughs> This is so funny. So on that note, thank you for coming on. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime. Anytime. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed it just as much as we did. Yep. This was fun. Great time. This was great. Um, where can people find you? Um, you know, shout yourself out. Um, so my at is no addresses, which is my YouTube my tiktok my instagram i use my personal instagram more mm-hmm. because i messed up one day and that's how it is now today so <laughs> <laughs> love that <laughs> see where we are um so that's just linked to my tiktok but it's noemi underscore joas mm-hmm. um good luck typing that out <laughs> i'll put it in the description you. don't you worry <laughs> sounds like noemi what <laughs> um, it will be linked but it's mostly no addresses so that's where you'll be able to find um, my work and everything I do. Follow Beautiful. Me. Yes, please do. Excited. Excited for that London Fashion Week content. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm waiting for it's it. Gonna be, it's going to be brilliant. Yes. Well, on that note, thank you so much for uh, coming on. And uh, see you guys in the next one.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.